Chapter Seven of Alice or the Wages of Sin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Alice or the Wages of Sin by Frederick Werden Pangborn. Chapter Seven. Gold, 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 bright and yellow, hard and cold, spurned by the young but hugged by the old, to the very verge of the churchyard mould, price of many a crime untold, gold, 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 gold. Go from me, yet I feel that I shall stand henceforward in thy shadow. Never more alone upon the threshold of my door of individual life, I shall command the uses of my soul. Isaac Rosenbaum was in his shop. Not that Isaac was ever to be found anywhere else but in his shop, or that he was ever known to go out of it, but Isaac was in his shop, and what is more to our interest, he had in his shop with him two things which are to figure in our story. Isaac had many other things in his shop. He had one of the finest collections of real bric-a-brac in the city. He had everything in the decorative art line of goods, from a broken teapot of, it might be, pre-Adamite times. At least he would have so dated it, if by doing so he could have made it sell to a modern twenty-five cents by the yard oil painting he had stores of clothes ancient and modern he had weapons enough and of styles sufficient to have equipped anything from a knight templar to a st patrick's parade day marshal he had a wealth of old iron brass copper and lead he had bottles and bibles linen and leather pewter and porcelain silk and shoddy pipes and pistols muslins and machinery and he also had diamonds and rubies silver and gold in short isaac rosenbaum was one of that most shrewd yet ignorant untasteful yet discriminating dirty low-down much sought and everywhere abused class of men a chatham street pawnbroker isaac was very old nobody knew how old for he had been in that shop as long as anybody thereabout could remember his form was bent and shrunk by age his beard was long and as white as snow and the eyes which shone from beneath his shaggy gray brows were piercing and black and cunning with the alertness of wary old age isaac was not attending to business on this night when we first make his acquaintance he was doing something which he had done time and time again during eighteen years he was reading a letter the same letter which he had read over and over for eighteen years wondering if the time would ever come when this letter could be converted into the only value which it or anything else had in his eyes money he had kept this letter a long time hoping to find its owner not with any intention of delivering it because it was the proper thing to do so but in the hope that the unknown owner might be glad to get possession of it by paying a good price isaac knew little almost nothing concerning the letter but he knew enough to see money in it for isaac the contents of the letter awakened in his heart no feeling of sentiment for the writer or the other parties mentioned in it but he often read it over probably at first in a vain search for a clue to its mission of usefulness for him and now more from habit than anything else it was the first piece of business which had never proved to be lucrative and he was not satisfied to have it remain so long unproductive he felt as if he were being swindled a shadow darkened the doorway of the dirty shop and a woman entered noiselessly but quickly isaac seeing a customer laid the letter upon the counter and for the first time in his life forgot that he had not returned it to its hiding-place the errand of the woman was a common enough one yet isaac venerable flint-heart though he was could not help but notice that this customer was very beautiful he had had many beautiful customers before but not one who seemed so beautiful as this creature she laid a ring upon the counter and simply said how much 
the old man took the trinket he could have shown her many more like it in his safe all pledges of that love which is said to endure until death and turning about threw it into a scale weighing it with care as the woman stood there waiting her eye fell upon the letter which lay upon the counter and she caught a name written there the thought was quick as the glance and not knowing really why she did it she softly took the letter and hid it in her dress isaac made her an offer for the ring a villainously meagre price she knew but she took the money and hurriedly left the shop the rage of ten thousand demons robbed of a sinner's soul could scarcely equal that of isaac when a moment later he perceived that his letter had been stolen what is there more indignant than a plundered thief isaac had been robbed he knew it at once knew that the woman had stolen his letter the letter which he had carefully guarded for eighteen years the letter which was to fill his coffers at small cost the one investment which had never yet proved productive she had taken it and going beyond the truth he at once inferred that she had come for the purpose of taking it his wrath and terror were pitiable although worthy of contempt the jew had been out jewed the usurer had been taken in and done for isaac felt so wroth that he closed the place an hour before time that night while isaac was venting his impotent wrath upon the senseless old garments which draped the walls of the den behind his shop the woman whose wedding ring he had just taken in pawn was reading with eager eyes and blanched face the letter which she had stolen she had taken it in a sudden impulse born of the sight of two words which had drawn her attention to it and now that she had made out its contents she was filled with many conflicting emotions the letter would be of value to him perhaps that it was intended by the writer to be sent to him there could be no doubt in her mind it told him that which he did not know and which he ought to know and it also told her that which made her heart sick and her brain reel of a naturally jealous temperament she hated a rival even in imagination and this letter told of one who might be a rival in reality a rival widening the gap between herself and that almost hopeless goal which she had suffered penance ten years to reach this was one aspect of the case as presented by the inferences which she drew from the letter but there was also another suggested to her by this stolen letter it might be that this instead of weakening her cause with her husband could be made to strengthen it if she could only trace out the mystery which the letter showed was yet to be solved might it not be that albert in his gratitude to her for her unselfish love and willingness to condone his past offences would love her once more and take her again to his heart a wild throb of hope leaped in this woman's breast at the thought she was not a bad woman as women go merely a shallow one but unlike most shallow women capable of powerful passion and great love perhaps she thought this letter might be made to work for her own welfare and win back her lost husband she resolved not to deliver the letter at once but to solve its mystery herself and then go to him with it and plead at his feet little did she think what the result of her search would reveal and little did she dream of the terrible denouement in which this hidden tragedy would end whom the gods would destroy they first make mad better would it have been that they destroyed cora tate in the madness of her love before she could have obtained that letter the more old isaac thought over the theft of the letter the more uneasy he became so long as he kept the letter in his possession he had nothing to fear but now that it had fallen into the hands of an unknown person and one who he believed knew more about it than he his fear of punishment an apology for conscience in him as in many other folk began to be very disagreeable 
knowing so much yet so little concerning this letter he could form no conception of what the result of its loss might be to himself he had intended to make capital of the letter if opportunity should ever come but he never had had any intention of letting it go out of his hands until he had made himself secure the shrewd old rascal had been outwitted and this letter stolen in the dead of the night from a corpse years before this letter which he had been detaining in the hope that it might be the means of bringing him gain through the misery of others was perhaps to bring danger to him and gain to another old isaac was in a quandary he enjoyed a mystery provided it was no mystery to him and he held the solution in his hands but he had serious objections to being a part of an unsolved problem isaac for the first time in many years was afraid thus conscience or an apology for it doth make cowards of us all End of chapter 7